for mothers. Amen. Turn your Bibles, if you would, please, to the Gospel of Matthew this morning, chapter 15. 
I was talking to my wife the other day, sharing with her some thoughts that I had written down for Mother's Day message. And after about four or five minutes telling her about it, she kind of looked kind of funny at me. And I said, what? She, she says, you're going to bring that on Mother's Day? So were you having a bad day when you wrote that sermon? You know, there's the Holy Spirit and then your wife the Holy Spirit. And uh, no, I thought about that and I went back to my office and looked at it. And she was right. So I went back to the drawing table and come up with a new message for Mother's Day. So if it's a little sweeter today, don't thank me, thank my wife. You know, you start thinking about the world and what's going on in the world. And, you know, next thing you know, you're blasting everybody on Mother's Day. So, uh, amen. Uh, well, anyway, I hope this is better. So, God bless all you mothers today on Mother's Day. Matthew chapter 15, verse 21. Very familiar. I've been here before in messages, but this is what God put on my heart today. Matthew chapter 15. Do I got that mic on, guys? Nope. Matthew 15, verse 21. Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sodom. Behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word. And his disciples came and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to the dogs. Wow. And she said, Truth, Lord, yet the dog eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. It's amazing. Look at verse 28. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Today I want to preach to you about Mother of the Year 2018. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this text. It's very sobering. It's kind of shocking, Lord, as we see what the Lord said to her and the disciples' attitude toward her. But Lord, she was a good mama, and she wanted her daughter, daughter helped. And you helped her. Help all these mothers here today that want to do the same for their children, grandchildren. Want to get a hold of Jesus on their behalf. We thank you for her, and we lift her up today, Lord, in, in Scripture, because you did. You shared the story with us through the Holy Spirit, and you commended her highly. We pray today that each mother today would uh, seek to be like her. Be with all the women of our church as well. Be with all the men and the young people. Whoever's hearing this message today, bless them and encourage their hearts as well. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, there are many great mothers in the Bible that we could go to this morning and have done it in past years. 
you think of Mother's Day, I think of Hannah, the mother of Samuel. She fervently prayed that the Lord would give her a man child. And for years she could not bear. But finally, after much prayer and patience with the Lord, God gave her a little Samuel. And then she in turn gave Samuel to the Lord for the work of God. Moms, let me encourage you, give your children to the Lord and let God use them as he sees fit. Then I think of Sarah, the mother of Isaac. She was begging again and believing God for a son in her later years. No one would think that a woman of her age would have a child, but, you know, God had made a promise and God keeps his promises. Amen. And she raised him for God and for good. And then I think of Jochebed, the mother of Moses. We could have preached on her today, highlighted her. She protected herself, her son, from a death sentence there in Egypt so long ago. And uh, she mothered him and prepared her son for leadership in Egypt, kind of uh, in a backdoor situation because she was a slave, but by the miracle and working of God, she was allowed to be in her son's life, preparing him for great leadership. And only God knew how much Moses would be important to the nation of Israel, leading them out of 400 years of bondage. Had a lot to do with that mother early on. You know, really, Moses had two mothers in his life. He had Pharaoh's daughter who in, took him from the slaves, and uh, she raised him the best she knew how, and then he had his own mother of faith and strong character. Uh, we could have went to Proverbs 31 this morning. I do that many years on Mother's Day, have, have and probably will. The Bible says that mother, that wife in the text was was far above rubies in her price, consideration unto God for her value to her husband and to her family. Motherhood, though, in our day has taken a big hit, has for probably a couple gener uh, decades now. Women in general have seemed to lose the honor that's due them in our society. I don't know why. I, I thought of some reason, maybe liberalism, feminism, me Too movement today, although I think some were trying to do the right thing, it's kind of snowballed into a negative thing, and uh, I don't want to dwell on that, but all these combined, I think, have taken away some respect from womanhood in general. Someone has said this, uh, we need some old-fashioned bossy mothers again. <laughs> you know, a bossy mother can get you out of trouble, you know, I thank God. Uh, my mom was the kind of mom that kind of, she was attentive to me as a young person, kept me in line. But we need some old-fashioned moms, that's for sure. Nothing wrong with that. Kind of a mom, maybe you had a mom like this that'll say, when you're getting ready to go out the door, you can't wear that. Any of you ever heard that when you were going out the door? We used to tell our kids, watch your testimony. And when we go out, sometimes they say to us, watch your testimony, mom and dad. Or a mom that would say, you can't run with that group. Or a mom that would say, would say, you have to be in at this time. Mother that would say, as you go out the door, do you got new and clean underwear on? Some of you are cringing right now. See, mom knew that you might get in an accident or something, and she don't want to be embarrassed, so... Moms would say all kinds of things. 
uh, mom would say something like this. Now, we're going to church, so fix your skirt, young lady, and your attitude. And we could add many, many more of these, but thank God for moms that kind of helped us out in those days. Youthful days, uh, foolish days sometimes. But Sunday, May 13th, today, we have a nomination here by our Lord as Mother of the Year. It's unusual. It's for a Canaanite mother, but a lady that had great faith. Her faith impressed Jesus Christ. That's going a long way. For after all he said to her and all the disciples said to her and how others treated her, the Lord commended her. And she got her prayer answered. Amen? So I want to look at some of the reasons why the Lord recommended this woman. I believe would say 2018 Mother of the Year is this woman. Notice she's not been given a name. Now she had a name, but it's not mentioned in Scripture. I'll come back to that later. The first thing I want to mention this morning is I believe that we could recommend her for Mother of the Year because of the great barriers that she overcame in her life. In Matthew chapter 15, look at verse 22 in our text, please. Verse 22, the Bible says this about her. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Now, you might not pick it up right away, but first thing we learn about her is that she is a common woman. She is a Canaanite woman. The Holy Spirit made sure we understood that. Now, you have to understand something about Jewry or Jewish history. Back in the days when Jesus was on the earth, women were not much thought of. The male population kind of had the, the good old boy group and club, and, and women were kind of like even thought as property rather than womanly and feminine and blessed of God and being intelligent and industrious and all that. Men just kind of bypassed all that stuff. So women were not well thought of in that culture. In fact, they did not have any of the same rights that men had at that time. No head of household rights, no land rights, no property or financial rights or privileges. All the wealth went to the males. Women were considered just property. Mistreated, devalued. And that's the kind of woman. She was a common woman, and when men looked at her, they looked at her as just a, a woman. Nothing much. But then she had a brand and a barrier in her life. She was not only a woman in that culture, she was a Gentile woman. She was a Canaanite woman, and the Canaanite religion was vile. If you study anything about the Canaanites, they were vile. They were perverted in their worship. And so all these tags were associated with her. Matter of fact, in, in Jewry at that time, nothing was worse than being a woman, and let alone a Gentile woman, and a Canaanite woman at the same time. This is the type of common woman that she was in the scriptures. In Matthew chapter 15, look at verse 23, the Bible says, And he answered her not a word. Our Lord didn't even give her the time of day. Jesus. A lot of people assume that Jesus is this guy who just always goes around and kind of sissified character, kind of, you know, um, you know, all concerned about things that don't matter. Um, the Lord was a man. 
man's man, a carpenter man, strong working man. He was raised in a certain culture. And at first it looks like, boy, our Lord was awful hard on her, discounting her. That's what it looks like. Verse 23, the Bible says the Lord answered her not, didn't even speak to her. And here's the attitude of his disciples. They said, Lord, send her away. She troubleth us. She's bothering us. She's just a pest. Send her away. And on top of that, the Bible says in verse 27, as, as she's pleading for him to have an answer to prayer, he said, I don't give the children's food to dogs. He called her a dog. Back then, a Gentile was considered a dog in the mind of the Jew. But her daughter was afflicted. The Bible says in verse 22, vexed by a devil. And this woman was going to do everything she could, no matter how much it embarrassed her or how much she was slammed. She was going to make sure her daughter had every advantage. Now, that's a mother. I've seen mothers like that all my life, that they'll just do about anything to help their kids advance, grow up, get out of trouble, you name it. That's a good mama. So this woman having this this life that was considered really basically nothing, she approaches Jesus, and he doesn't have much to say to her. This woman, this mother, I want to say this morning, was strong and undeterred. She could not be stopped with the barriers that people put in front of her. She didn't give up in the trenches. She fought on through. She didn't stop being a woman or a mother because her kid needed help. You know, ladies, I say to you, be a mom like that. Do everything you can to advance them. Do everything you can to get them to Jesus. Even if it costs you some embarrassment or some, something that um, uh, maybe causes you inside pain. Be a mom that does your very best to get a hold of the Lord in time of your children's needs. Second of all, this woman I think would be considered mother of the year is because she had a great love that empowered her in her life. She loved her daughter so much that she wouldn't stay away, even though so many were trying to drive her away. She's hemmed up. She's shut up, if you would. She did, most people would have just turned away and walked away and said, well, I'm not going to get anywhere with these fellas. But no. You know what constrained her? Love constrained her. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 5.14, For the love of Christ constraineth us. That's what constrains us to try to win the souls. We look at people, as our missionaries share with us today, and they have all kinds of baggage, all kinds of trouble. And sometimes, if we're not careful, in our, in our spirit can be the attitude of, I don't care. They made their bed, let them lie in it, so forth. But then the Holy Spirit speaks to us and softens us. And love constrains us to reach out one more time. Amen? You know, love is supposed to carry heavy burdens. And we see this mother trying to protect her daughter, trying to provide for her daughter, trying to produce something in her daughter that would be good. I say to the dear ladies of Parkview today, all of some of the day, I, I applaud you, I, I clap for you. All that you stand for, all that you do, if you're doing it for your children. Amen? Jesus nominated her as Mother of the Year. Verse 28 again, take a look at that verse, it's powerful. And we'll look at it a few times before we're done. But he said, O woman, great is thy faith, be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. She, 
He said, in your heart and in your prayer and in your coming to me, be, be it as it will. Let, let that happen for you. What a mom. Amen. Great barrier she had to overcome. Second of all, great love she had that empowered her to do what she did as a mother. Thirdly, great determination that she armed herself with. Again, I stress this, no one paid her any mind. Jesus didn't answer her. The disciples didn't want to deal with her. But she was determined that she would seek after the Lord. You remember Jacob in the Old Testament, our, the forefather of the Jews. He wasn't getting anywhere with the Lord either. And he, matter of fact, he'd been running away from God for a long time. You know, I don't know, there may be somebody here today, you've, you're not saved. And the Lord's been chasing you down for years. He loves you. He's been good to you. God causes the uh, goodness to, of the Lord to fall on the just and the unjust. Amen? God's been maybe reaching out to you many times through sermons, through situations, through loss, through sorrow, you name it. But you keep turning them away. And there may be someone here today, you're saved. You got born again as a child or maybe as a teenager, or maybe as an adult, and you fell away for whatever reason. And you may be living a life like a Jacob running from God. But I'm going to assure you something. God knows where you're at. And God knows how to reach you. And Jacob ran and ran and ran until the Lord hemmed him in and he couldn't run anymore. And you remember that night he wrestled. He wrestled with God. And he didn't win. God won. You know... <laughs> Hey, well, God's going to win. We should just submit, yield, let him have his way with us, and life will be much better. Instead of being all bitter and angry and upset and offended all the time and trying to have religion or church or whatever you call it your way, why don't you just do it God's way? Amen? The missionary got up and talked about sinners getting saved, and there might be a few say, well, you shouldn't be talking about, well, he was talking about the success of people that are lost and wicked and going the wrong direction, coming to God. That's a good story to tell. That's the gospel. Good news. Jesus saved sinners. Well, I'm glad he saved me. I'm glad he changed me, but I still need changing. He works on me every day I live. Sometimes people that are unsaved or unchurched, they think that the church is looking down at them. It's not so much that. There's a little bit of that, I'm sure. There's hypocrisy in every Christian. Most Christians, though, if they have any salt about themselves, will admit, if one for the grace of God, I don't know where I'd be. And here's a woman, she was undeserving, like Jacob, he was undeserving, running from God, but there was a day that he ran smack dab into God, couldn't run anymore, and he had to give in, give up, give over, and then God blessed him. You know, maybe God wants to bless you real good, but you keep running from him. Maybe God wants to change your life as a Christian. You're saved. And you, often, you often think, I need to get back in church, or I need to do better, or I need to serve the Lord. And you say all those things, but why don't you say it and mean it for once in a while? Maybe on Mother's Day. Come to the Lord. Come back to the Lord. Amen? This woman didn't let anything stop her, even though people said some mean things to her unkind things to her, perceived that the Lord wasn't very gracious or loving to her. But she had one thing she was thinking about, that child getting help, and she would not be deterred. She got the cold shoulder, the silence of others, the silence of Jesus, the silence of the disciples. 
I say to the women of God here, the mothers of God that are here today, and you fathers, amen? As a man, as a father, as a grandfather, as a brother in Christ, I say to you, the ladies today, we need you to be strong. We need you to be determined. We need you to be godly for the next generation. And this is where I kind of spun off on my other message. I can talk about all the wickedness of the world. I'm not going to do that, but we're in trouble today. And boy, I believe if mothers would get back to mothering as God intended them, we could turn some things around. Amen. So she wouldn't be derailed. Jesus said, come. You know that? Jesus said, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, I will give you rest. Verse 29 of Matthew 11, he went on and said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. In verse 30, he says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. The Lord doesn't want us to live burdened life and cumbersome lives and dragging everywhere. The Lord wants us to have victory in our life, joy. But so often we don't have joy and happiness and excitement because we're living in the nasty now and now. And a lot of it's because of our own fault. The Lord's a reliever. He's a deliverer. If we just let him have his way. So she was letting him have his way. And no matter what anybody said to her, even what the Lord said to her, she wouldn't be detained. She wouldn't give up. Amen? She's worthy of mother of the year in my opinion. And why do I say that? Because that was Jesus' opinion. Agree with God. She had great power in her prayer life. Matthew chapter 15, look at verse 22 real quick. We're moving along nicely. You'll get to the Mother's Day dinner here real fast. Verse 22, And behold, a woman of Canaan came to the same coast and cried unto him, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. Here's a woman that calls out to the Lord. Well, we need to call out to the Lord. Ladies and men, young people, call out to the Lord. Pray to your Lord. He's the one that can change things in your life. Amen? But notice how she approaches. She's a Canaanite unbeliever, and she approaches God like a Jew would. She calls him Lord. Thou son of David, she recognized who he was. She's putting, starting to put faith in her life and approach God on his grounds, not her ground. See, she knew everything about Canaan life. She knew about the false religions of Canaan. She knew about how everybody had their opinion about how religious things should go. She didn't come to Jesus that way. <laughs> she came humbly. She came lowly. Boy, do we need that today. We're so stinking proud Come to God recognizing who he is. He's Lord. And that's capital L-O-R-D, by the way. That's Jehovah Almighty God. So she was saying to Jesus, you're Almighty God, which he is. But she added the human side of our Lord, thou son of David. She knew who he was. He was royalty. He was king. And she was going to bow the knee. Boy, do mothers need to do that today, not only in prayer, but bow the knee to who he is. And so all the rest of us need to do the same. Amen? But she came to the Lord, and listen, and when she bore her heart like that, what did he do? He was silent. He didn't speak to her. What would it be like to go to your mother and say, Happy Mother's, or, uh, Happy mother's Day, and have her not even speak to you? What would it be if you walked in the house and didn't say anything to your mother today? Think that'd go well? 
I noticed that young man come in here with the roses. Smart. You're smart. Man, you did it. You showed all of us. <laughs> Amen. But what if he brought her a bouquet of all broken, bent, and busted, and gnarled up roses left over on some corner? Said, here, Mom. You know, that's how sometimes we are. We're selfish. We don't think of ourselves. She came to the Lord. And she called him Lord. And she knew who he was. And you know what she did? She worshipped him. The word Lord has to do with worship. Ladies and gentlemen, the best place for us to start if we're going to approach the Lord in prayer is to worship and recognize his lordship and get real low. Because really, we're nothing. I mean, the best Christian in this room today is nothing. We're just sinners saved by grace. Let's keep that. I think about last, I think it was the week before last, I was out of town last week. The week before last, we preached about Elijah on Mount Carmel. And the Bible says in 1 Kings 18, 36, And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Notice, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel. And then the fire fell. Remember that message? How many were here? Remember that message? The fire fell. But notice how he approached Lord God. He approached God for, in his position of who he was. We see that all through the Bible. The apostles did that in Acts chapter 4, verse 24. The Bible said, when they heard, they lifted up their voices to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which hath made heaven and earth. Approach God that way, amen? And then we think of Hannah, another, another mother. She prayed and she wanted to get hold of God. Long years she been waiting and wanting a child and pining after a child. Every year, disappointed. But in 1 Samuel 2 and verse 1, And Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoiced in the Lord. Mine horn is exalted in the Lord. My mouth is enlarged over mine enemies because I rejoice in thy salvation. You don't want to encourage you moms and all of us today, all that know the Lord, pray. Get a hold of God. Amen. Humble yourself. Realize who he is. You're talking to the Lord. You're talking to God. Jehovah God. He wants to answer your prayer. Verse Samuel 2, 2, There is no, none holy as the Lord, she says, for there is none beside thee, neither is there any rock like our God. You know, I don't know if you practice. You ought to every once in a while. I do in my prayer time, my praise time. I tell God how big he is, how great he is, how wonderful he is. And even though he knows who he is, I'll tell him, you're almighty God. Remind God who he is in your heart. And say, well, I don't feel like he's listening to me. He hasn't helped me. He's allowed this in my life. He's done that. He's God. He's right in all that he does. Remember that. Learn how to approach him if you want your prayers answered. He's Lord. James writes in chapter 4, verse twenty. Uh, verse 2 and 3, you lust and have not, you kill, you desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight in war, yet you have not because you ask not. Most of the time we're not even praying. And then he says, you ask and receive not because you ask amiss, because that you may consume it upon your own lust. 
We're always too quick to say, God, gimme, gimme, gimme. Instead of coming to him and approaching him and saying, Lord, you're wonderful. God, you are, you are great God in my heart and life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for changing my life. Uh, my wife and I were talking the other day. She was talking about motherhood. And she said, you know, I've lived longer than both of my parents. Her mother died at 44, very young, cancer. Her dad at 60. She says, I've outlived both my parents. God's been good to me. She said, here I am, five children, 13 grandchildren. God's been good to me. Every year I get to live longer, I'm so blessed. Hey, is that your attitude? It ought to be. If you're sitting here breathing today, you ought to be thankful to your God. I think this was where this woman was. She, she knew what she was. Listen, anybody that's ever realized they're a sinner, you know you're unworthy. Everybody that's been saved by the grace of God sitting in here this morning, realize that one for the Lord, you'd be really a mess. And you'd be totally living a different life. If I wasn't saved today, I, if I stayed the Steve Brown I was in my younger years, I'd probably be dead by now. If not that, my life would be really wrecked. But not because of me, because of God has blessed me. Approach your Lord for who he is. Ladies, go to him in prayer. Gentlemen, go to your Lord in prayer. Share your heart with him. So this woman, woman of the year, no doubt, because she overcame her barriers, she was empowered by love. She determined to stay at it no matter what people thought or said of her. She sought God in prayer. Here's something else. I'll mention a few and we'll be done. Because of her willingness to acknowledge her own spiritual need. Look at verse 26 again. This is all, it's hard to read. And he answered and said, it is not meat to take the children's bread and cast it to the dog. He's talking about, the Lord said, I come to the house of Israel, not you Gentiles. I'm here for the house of Israel, not you dogs. That's what he, that's what he said to her. And do we see her saying, I'm not a dog. You're Jesus. You're supposed to be loving. We don't see any of that. She just said, you're right. I'm a dog. But even the dogs deserve the crumbs from the master's table. Hey, I'll take the crumbs. Why do we think that we deserve better than what we get? All we, need, all we deserve is crumbs. Crumbs from the master's table. I think, remember, remember how the, the power shift in, in the day of, um, of Saul and, uh, and David's going to come to the throne, but Jonathan, his son, really is next in line. But when, when Saul came to the throne, you understand that it was proper in the way it was back then to kill all the royal seed. But you know, he's looking around saying, um, uh, who is it left of, that I can bless of the house of Saul? And they said, well, there's this guy named Mephibosheth. He's a cripple. Remember how he's crippled in a fall from birth? Not from birth, from childhood, the scripture tells us. And so guards are dispatched to go find Meshavishev. And everybody probably thought the same thing. They're going to go good and kill him. Because you kill off the royal seed so you don't have no challenge to your throne. They found him and they drug him in before the king. And here's what he said. You know what he said? He said, I am but a dead dog. He knew who he was. Another dog reference. But you know what happened? David said, oh, it's not going to be this way. 
for the benefit of Saul, for the benefit of Jonathan. David sat him at his own table. He was treated as a prince of Israel, even though he was a cripple. You know, when you're sitting at the king's table, nobody knows you're a cripple. Till you get up. But you have a station there. You know what that is? That's me. That's you. Unworthy, unwanted, undeserving. But I'm sitting at the king's table today. Because of grace. Because of God's love for another. Jesus is my Jonathan. And because of Jonathan, I sit at the king's table. Isn't that wonderful? And this is how this lady, her heart attitude is, you're right, I'm a dog. But just give me some crumbs, Lord. <laughs> and I think she could be nominated today because Jesus commended her. I mentioned that. But he said, great is thy faith. I haven't seen so much faith in all of Israel. That was Jesus' estimate of her. Wow. She experienced mercy. Verse 22, have mercy, she says. Verse 25, Lord, help me. You know, our God is the God of all mercy. What is mercy? Not getting what you do deserve. Hmm. Grace is getting what you don't deserve. The Canaanite people, they were, a, they were a wicked people. Ruthless people. This woman should have had no... Just like... She should have had no consideration. And that's why the disciples said, Lord, send her away. She, she troubles us, but what they're really saying is she's just a woman. She's just a, a Canaanite woman. She's a Gentile woman. And I think they thought they were going along with the Lord, but the Lord knew what he was going to do. <laughs> he was going to bless her big time. I think it was exhibit A to those guys. See this woman? She recognizes who she is. You see this woman? She knows who I am. Now watch me bless her, boys. <laughs> Don't you know God wants to bless you? So come to him today if you're not saved. He's not going to hurt you. Sometimes people come to church and we send an invitation out and say, come and receive the Lord Jesus as if that's something bad. That's something wonderful. That's something marvelous. That's something great. That would be the best thing you ever did in your entire life. And somebody that's saved, but they're not loving the Lord, serving the Lord, honoring the Lord with their life, God wants to bless you. You don't have any idea how God can use you if you just yield and say to God, I'm a dog, I'm nothing. You saved me by your grace. God, help me to serve you with my life. It's so exciting to hear what he said about some of these people in their past, and now they're serving the Lord, winning souls, preaching. Praise God. And like the one gentleman, I don't know, maybe it was Andrew, you said Andrew. I get it now. Would some of you get it? The Lord wants to bless you. He wants to use you. Mothers, God wants to use you greatly to influence your family, your neighbors, your community, your co-workers. Some of you work a job and you're there. They know who you are. Be an influence for Christ. Tell them your story, how you're nothing and God saved you. How God came in your life, how God worked out in details to bring you to him. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Be a testimony for Jesus Christ. This woman, she received mercy and the Lord commended her. Here's what he said. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. She got her answer. You know, she put up with all that. Nobody talking to her, nobody recognizing her, everybody devaluing her. She put up with all that because she had a daughter. Remember, she had a daughter who was vexed with the devil. And she said, I don't care what I have to go through. I'm going to get that girl some help. And she knew who to go to. She went to Jesus. Mom, go to Jesus. Go to Jesus every day for your family. Go to Jesus for your grandchildren, for your children. Go to, ladies, go to Jesus for your husband. Don't talk about how bad your husband is. Tell God how bad he is. He knows better than you do. Go to God. Sit God on him. Amen? Dear mother, I applaud you today because the Lord applauds you. Because basically everybody here, unless I, there may be somebody that's Jewish here today, I don't know, but most of the time when I'm preaching to folks, it's Gentiles. And we're just a bunch of Gentiles undeserving. And if you're a Gentile lady in here, you're undeserving, but God has been merciful to you. God's been gracious to you. Amen. And he saved your soul. He's given you a life and people that you influence. Praise the Lord. She got her answer. She's great. And here's where I told you I'd come back to. Even though she was not in the limelight in many people's eyes. Verse 29, and I'm going to wrap it up. Look at it again. Then Jesus answered and said, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. And Jesus departed from thence and came nigh into the Sea of Galilee and went up into the mountain and sat down there. You know, the Lord's only going to come past us ever so often. You ever feel the Lord come past you in your life? A strategic time. Remember Zacchaeus was up a tree and the Lord just happened to come by at that time. Matthew's sitting at a seat of customs and the Lord came by at that time. The Lord's going to come by our lives so often. It's up to us to recognize an opportunity. Ladies, you're here today on Mother's Day. Gentlemen, we're here today on Mother's Day. Young people, we're here today on Mother's Day. And we had a Mother's Day message. And the Lord gave her the attention. But you listen... We don't see any personal acknowledgement, any fame, any trumpets, any crown, any robe, any, any accolade. Don't even know her name. I heard an old preacher years and years and years ago say, you know why God did that? So you can insert your mama's name in there. I thought, that's kind of neat. Truth is, we don't need to be important. What we need, the name we need to realize is Jesus, the Lord. This story is not about a woman. This story is about a master. Worthy of praise. Worthy of honor. Worthy of coming to. Worthy of serving. That's our Lord. Amen? I say to the mothers that are here today, seek the Lord. Seek the Lord afresh, anew, Maybe you've been hurt. Maybe some bad things have come your way. I get that. Because sometimes if we're not careful, we'll be so angry and bitter at God, we lose our focus. 
Jeremiah said in 29, verse 13 and 14, and God said this, And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. Watch this. Listen to this. And I will be found of you. That's important. How's your relationship with the Lord today, ladies? Gentlemen, how's your relationship with your, your Lord? Christ, your God? Listen, she believed and her whole life was changed. And the young lady was healed. The one she loved so desperately. Mothers love their children. Amen. Mothers have that special love that God puts in them. I remember when Pam and I were first waiting on Stephen to be born, we both talked about, how are we going to love this little thing? We, we, we were unsure of ourselves, and we didn't know. We, we, we had a good relationship, and I, as a guy, was thinking, man, this kid's going to come in my life and ruin everything, you know? <laughs> and she's thinking, you know, well, things are going to be different. How will my relationship be with my husband? All these thoughts you have with that first baby... But here's what happens. That little one comes, and when that baby's put in her arms, it's never the same. There's a love, there's a bond, there's a, a unique relationship that stays forever on this side of eternity. Amen. Moms, you know that. Now, wherever you're at with the Lord today, let him bless you. Let him encourage you. Don't draw away from him because of some issues that have come and hurts that have happened. Come back to him. Come back to him. Make him first in your heart and life. Amen? And do everything you can to get people you love to him and for God to bless them. Be mother of the year, 2018. Let's bow our heads if we would. Every head bowed today. I don't know if there's a...